Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market Report, week commencing 5th of December 2022. We have a good chat after this little price bit, which covers some of the market at the very end. So let's start with all seed rape, £480 a tonne if you've got old crop to sell, 485 if you've got harvest movement, all seed rape. And the market rallied heavily yesterday and dropped heavily today, this being Thursday evening. And as you'll hear, we're off to the, the bourse in London on Friday, so we're recording this a little bit earlier than normal. Feed barley has taken a good old pounding. It is currently worth about 225x, which is getting close to harvest prices. It went down into sort of 210x at harvest, and it's lost all of the ground that it gained afterwards. So it's a market that is suffering across the whole of the board. If you take feed wheat prices, the market's dropped heavily on that. Tried to kind of stem the flow yesterday and the day before. Old crop feed wheat, we would for January be buying it somewhere in the region of 244 for May and about 238 for Jan, something like that. Not particularly fluid, not many people engaging. You know, the buyers aren't there, the sellers aren't there. It is pretty darned flat. There are some boats going, or there will be some boats going, which is reassuring. That should help. But there's also a reduction in consumption, as we've discussed about due to the bird flu. Interestingly, I think we need to get an egg producer on, if anyone's brave enough to come on, to discuss the dynamic of eggs because the supermarkets are blaming bird flu for everything, but the reality is there was a period in March, April, May where they were paying about 30 to 40 pence a dozen less than cost of production, and they screwed a load of producers into the ground. And the dynamic of food supply and strategy comes to the fore again. If you allow retailers to have that much power, and then they can just go and import it and say they've got to because of bird flu and still make their margin, having ruined people's businesses. You know, this is government strategy stuff. I, I run on about these things a lot, but there is no thinking. And if you get a professional supermarket buyer who's about 23 years old with no conscience, just wants a bonus, then that's the dynamic that you end up with. If you look at new crop feed wheat prices at the moment, futures have closed about 2.36 tonight. So you're talking about 2.22 or 3 for November movement. That doesn't sound as appealing, does it? And if you take I don't know, 15 quid off that for harvest, you're down to just over £200 a tonne, which some people are going to struggle to produce wheat at that price. So we're getting close to a place where it doesn't make sense to spend all that extra money. And I think that's going to be the thing that stops the thing skidding downhill forever. There will be a reluctance to sell shortly due to the fact that there isn't really much of a profit in it. Feed barley is trading at a discount to that. So it is getting close to or will be lower than £200 a tonne for harvest movement any second. Malting barley also, in theory, should be in the 
doldrums, but there's a different story. There's a lot less available for spring barley this year due to the big wheat crop. There wasn't that much winter malting barley put in the ground. So, yeah, I think it could be quite a tight stock. There's extra consumption in Scotland. I think that, you know, the malting barley market trading at a premium over futures is going to become perhaps less likely to keep dropping. But, you know, at the moment, the malt is completely in control and there will be a carryover of old crop stock to go into New Year, which is of exceptionally good quality. So largely, it's been a pretty grim week for farmers. I don't think the consumer's having a great time either. They've got expensive purchases on their hands. Their consumption is down. You know, the industry's in a bit of a muddle at the moment. And yeah, we need to all just be a little bit conscious about, I guess, just how good the prices have been, execute contracts properly, be fair with everybody, and, you know, try and lead a good life in an industry that temptations are great to do the dodgy thing sometimes with some of these price movements. But largely, yeah, it's not an overwhelmingly happy trade, and it's a very busy trade because of the amount of execution that's going on. Anyway, with that, enjoy your week, and we'll report back from our boss exploits next week and just see what sort of mood the industry really is in. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. Have you thought about spring nitrogen? TMAC Agro UK have been producing fertiliser for the world's farmers for 60 years and have been supplying the UK grassland sector for 40. Recently, TMAC have brought their proven, industry-leading technology to the UK arable market. Their end process technology operates 25% more efficiently than conventional fertilisers. This allows the opportunity for reduced application rates and increased yields year on year. Their trained nutrient advisors are operating in your area now. To learn more about TMAC or speak to one of our advisors, please call 07939 026550 or email info at uk.tmacagro.com. Thank you for your time and enjoy the rest of the podcast. This week I have the crew with me. It's a lastminute.com just before the bourse meeting. So I've got Ian. Evening. Joe. Evening. And Josh. Hello. Now, how many of us have been here most of this week? Yeah, Joe's been a bit of a soldier. And Ben. Yeah. Who? But he's not He's gone home, hasn't yeah. he? Can we just note the compliment I've given him there? Yeah, Ben. It's a compliment. Be, yeah. First ever on the podcast, maybe. Yeah. Was it a diet reason that you ended up having to spend a lot of time at home? Or was it some other reason you wanted to lose weight rapidly? Maybe he's been poorly. Yeah, I wasn't too good. I had a bit of a, a deli belly for a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. You're a lot thinner. Oh, back and good. I missed two good days, though, didn't I? As in good days to be out of the office, should I have said. Well, yeah. I was in Amsterdam. I was on soft drugs and, you know, other things. Herbal remedies. Yeah, with my wife, okay. avoiding all of the areas we shouldn't walk. Did you go to any shows? No. <laughs> you That's think, a yes. You're thinking, no, I didn't. You're thinking bananas, aren't you? Yeah, I've never seen that show. I know a lot of people who have. Yeah, I heard you talk about it then. Sorry? I heard you talk about it. Yeah. We tried. Well, you tried to take us there once. Well, yeah, I did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, that was on a risk management trip <laughs> to Amsterdam. <laughs> now, I do know somebody who came back. We had a, a rugby pre-season training camp in Amsterdam, and uh, one of the lads we got back to said... The only the, uh, pre-season training camp you ever attended. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. But I remember he got back, to, and we were all like comparing notes. Like, where have you been to? And uh, the coach like, so boys, and who did what? And this lad had his shirt ripped off, and he had big boy written on his chest with a marker. It wasn't a very neat big boy, because you can imagine 
imagine where the marker was to draw in his chest. Moving on. Takes a bit of imagination, <laughs> yeah. though. Not really, does it? Anyway, and Josh, what, what was wrong with you then? Uh, I obviously came back from the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and had freshest flu, and then came back and then caught COVID from Webby or Tom outside. So we've had COVID, we've had Delhi Belly, we've had Joe at work, and me taking drugs. So marvellous. Okay, now tomorrow is a ball, so what we need to do is a little pre match huddle of the best bullshit, because this is what every merchant does. They get themselves together and they say, okay, everybody, make sure you don't tell them our real trading position. So we come up with some like real like plants and stuff that we're going to be really yeah. convincing about, and they'll find out listening to this on Monday morning that it is complete bollocks. Well, no, the, I think the first thing we have to confuse whether it's true or whether it's not true. But So the actual golden rule for everything is, yeah, we've been 20,000 tonnes short of old and new crop for the last month. Okay, <laughs> everyone got that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you guys go, yeah, God. Can't believe how much we've made. <laughs> how did you get on? <laughs> yeah, we'll be staying in the Shangri-La tomorrow night anyway, so it's fine. So what else is there that we can, like, you know, I've got, I've got another good one. You're coming up with a good idea of things that are like, yeah, all our grain in stores down at nine degrees temp. <laughs> 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 that would be a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone with a grain source going to know that mm. that's a bit warm. Yeah. <laughs> come on, somebody else come up with some things that we need to tell people so they begin to think they're doing it wrong. Come on, that's got to be a good one. Christ, this is what it's like. All yeah, of Any fresh ideas how to trade everybody? Where does it come from? And got another one. Got another thought. Right. I did have nobody come back to me from the farming side of things to tell me or to fight the corner of how busy farmers were between November the first and February. I've had a few. What, saying, that's it, I'm not trading with you anymore? Well, I heard I heard of a few people saying that, but yeah, I've had a few people. I had a farmer today, who's probably the most cheerful farmer that we trade with, actually, was like, I'm going to tell Andrew that actually, I haven't been doing nothing. I've been making benches and chairs for the last month. And I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger. Yeah. If someone heard He's that. He's an avid listener of the podcast as well. So <laughs> Good. Well, making benches and chairs for money. Yes. Okay, okay, all right. Well, you know, then... Good, good diversification. I like that. I've got to say, the reason we haven't got a guest on here is, one, because most of the office has been missing, but more importantly, we have been really busy, haven't we? Merchants who have been a bit of a crap, crap week. Yeah. It's a lack of lorries. Yeah. There are no lorries. And boats going, and all the administration... I think there's a lot... It's, uh, everyone's quite busy in the trade with execution at the moment. Lots of... But there are boats. I mean, serious volumes of boats. I don't know how you quantify... Well... I'm sure the big boys shippers have got a good idea of what is and isn't going out. But yeah, volume must be big at the moment. And then there's a lot of admix problems this year. You know, we're coming across... Now, this is a new sustainable farming and the autumn of 2021. The stuff didn't ship behind the combine and we've got wheat with barley in, barley with wheat in, barley with rye in, wheat with rye in. You name it, it's a bad admix across the board. It's, it's a struggle, isn't it? I thought there was some real irony. So we had an issue at Harvest with some malting barley that had wheat in. We said, look, this isn't good enough. This is a feed barley. Farmer was like, well, farmers, because there was a collector, were, were unhappy with it at the time. Yeah. Ironically, it's caused us problem as feed barley yeah. because the admix is too high. I know. As feed barley, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, but now you turn around and they you can't and, say that. And they still, they still think says, we're going to yeah. be blending it away yeah. as malting barley. Absolutely no chance. Yeah. Getting averages down with something like that isn't easy. Well, the, the price of the contracts are for the barley are not all brilliantly high, but you, you just can't, well, you can't consciously put 
we have mixed in, can you? Yeah, no, it's a bigger problem. I don't think it's going to be as bad this coming year because it was so dry. And when it did rain, I think the stuff did. I think it got chip. a really good chip, yeah. It looked like so, it. Yeah. And I think a number of people went back to ploughing on the quality products. You know, which is ruining the planet, we're all going to die. But but on the other hand, you will have a product that actually meets contractual spec, which is, what do we want, everybody? What else can we talk about? The pound's been quite strong. Now, is that because politics is now boring? Or is it that we're doing a good job? It's got anything to do with Matt Hancock coming third and I'm a celebrity. Well, you were watching it. Yeah? <laughs> it's because I've got bugger all else to watch on TV, because I've only got four channels at the moment. Everybody does appreciate this is the equivalent of putting someone in the stocks and throwing rotten fruit at them, don't you? Baying for blood. Yeah. Which is vaguely sort of old, very, what's the word, you know, basic. You, you really, we should be cleverer than that, Ian. Mm-hmm. What, sorry, are you talking about watching four TV channels or Matt Hancock being in a... <laughs> <laughs> it's the same as having Matt Hancock in the stocks in the 1500s. Yeah, well, he chose to go in there. Newmarket and someone else in East Suffolk are trying to kick him out as their MP, aren't they? That was yesterday. I don't know if that's Jenny Chain. Yeah, no, they have a vote of no confidence in him. That's a fact. But the point I'm making is about the general public, including my wife and Ian Webster, sitting watching, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, seeing him eat a kangaroo's penis. He's also getting divorced, and he's probably got quite a big divorce bill coming up. I'm being a bit critical here, right? And also, he's also got a really bad relationship with the public. I think after Rishi Sunak got voted in, they, he didn't even shake his hand. He's not, obviously I, I not very well liked. Yeah, How much worse could his life get? It for yeah, him. Exactly, I think it's probably yeah. it's done him good. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure he'll flog a book or two afterwards. So I don't, he's not going to come to any harm, is he? No. From my experience, if he isn't divorced yet and he's just earned a bucket load of money, then his ex-wife's just a lot better off. Okay, so pre-borse huddle, growing temperatures, you know, 20,000 tonnes short. What what is the chatter going to be? What do you think people are going to be? So people are going to talk about export volumes. Sorry, I know, boring, we've just talked about that. I think they're going to say... Physical buyers? Yeah, yeah. No, no, the middle of October, there's been hardly any physical buyers. No, I think, I mean, the thing that we all moan about, I get this, but is... Sort of farmers are completely disengaged from this market. Now, I some mean, of, all of some of them are getting nervous. I, I'm, I'm nervous. nervous about no, this. people are I nervous. Really am. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I absolutely accept that. People are nervous, and you think, do I throw the towel in now? Two hundred and forty. Yeah, but I don't think, and many people in the trade, I'm, we might be wrong. We would be proved wrong tomorrow, but I don't think people are buying it really. Most yeah. people I've spoken to said they're busy executing, executing the hundred and seventy-five pound a ton contracts, and not moving the three hundred and twenty pound a ton contracts. Yeah. Well, it is yeah. a little bit. I mean, and having bird flu deliveries cancelled, yeah. and there being, you it's know, not been that easy to manage <clears throat> to manage a book with everything that is going on on that side of things. Well, it's expectations like, yeah. from farmers is. You know, yeah, God, get it moved. And hang on, how about bird flu, boys? Do you realise this? Oh, it's nothing to do with me. Mm. It's like oh, it's a little bit to do with you, actually. So, so the, the price is dropping, and everyone's forcing grain onto the market. My big fear is that it doesn't recover. Whatever this mood is, and I think the main talk tomorrow, a lot of people will be looking for a glimmer of some reason why they should buy it. To be honest, or give them some hope or something. Some people surely are looking at bargain buying. You know, this is now looking cheap, isn't it? Bizarre theory. In six months' time, mm-hmm. we get through the avian, or not say through it, but we're better off. Or those people that have had to clear out, get their new stock in, or the new flock, etc. And they're in a place where they're obviously then trying to get past that. They're going to put more chickens down. They're suddenly going to need feed. Now, how much is actually going to be actually cleared off this country? How much is going to be exported? How much will that dent the actual surplus we've got? And is there going to be a situation where people 
have a need for feed suddenly at the latter part of the year? Is there going to be a little spike? Is, I'm not going to say it's going to go mad, but is there a possibility that you could see a little bit of a spike because you've cleared off a lot of surplus and it's already booked up and suddenly then you've got chicken guys that are thinking, right, I've got this so much and I've suddenly got a demand for food that I probably wasn't necessarily guaranteeing. No, I just got no. There's a big hole in consumption. That four months okay. has gone missing and those sheds have been full the whole time. I think there is a surplus and I think the thing that will stop the market going down is lack of farmer selling at some point and I think at the very end there'll be a squeeze possibly where people aren't letting it go and it, it has a moment which has gone up and there's a reason to cling to on the weather forecast or something or one of the buyers comes in and buys a fair bit and the and the charts change a bit and there's a bit of a, an interest but the very tail end of the year and I said this in previous weeks you will see the tail end of this crop drop or new crop go up either way they will get to parity and they're 20 quid difference at the moment someone even uh, suggested to me the other day and I thought this is a bit of a wild one out there but premium New crop at premium. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. A big pre, a premium, but I mean, for, for unless, us, as unless, it is in the trade, you need a good fifteen to twenty quid premium to make it pay. Unless the weather's perfect. Yeah. If it's a perfect mm. weather on the size of crop we've got, then I'm afraid there's only one direction for everything to go in. But talking about the UK and the rest of the there world, is, a that there is a much smaller Ukrainian crop this year, significantly. But there's big crops everywhere else. Yeah, um, it's not it's not plain sailing in the US. They had a shitty start. I know. I think it's they've had some rains now, so they're probably better better condition. But yeah, I think you're right. There's going to be a weather story. There is going to be because they're just. All, I I'll be shocked if there isn't. And they'll be coming through in what you know, end of January, sort of end of Feb. It's going. There's go. It's not going to be this perfect. You, it is you're right. Good. You look at everything in front of you at the moment as we know it. It is bearish, isn't right. it? So tomorrow's bourse. Everyone's going to be there. But it's always, within trading, it's always, the, you know, the unknowns and, like, well, it's probability. Just, I mean, Putin hasn't finished, has he? It can't, can't have done. There are people who go to the bourse who deliberately tell falsehoods. I mean, other than bragging about your own position and fibbing about that, some people do deliberately say, the market's going to do this because we've never been so busy. You know, they think, I can misinform people, this is going to yeah. be funny. Is there anyone you want to see in particular and say, I told you so, or anything? No. No, I don't need to. I just walk in and everyone kisses my feet and goes, you are the supremo. Do you think Do you think you someone wanted to take a photo with you again? Well, we had it last time. Yeah, last we? time, yeah. Ben, yeah. the sceptic, was going, for goodness yeah. sake. I introduced him to a guy who wanted a selfie taken with Ben. You're saying Ben's got a face for radio? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that guy wanted a picture of him on his bedroom wall. <laughs> Tomorrow, there's a good attendance. I've seen the, the delegates list. I don't know. Excuse me. The Christmas one's quite often a lot of fun, actually. Is some of the funny episodes have been around the Christmas one. Funny episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a soap. <laughs> Munty's coming up. Scotty's coming across. So me old, me old, the three amigos are together. And I see Nick Birchall's on the list, so we'll tap him up. Tess said I should take the recording kit and talk to people. I said, no chance. One, it's too noisy. Two, it's just... You could plan too, it, but it's it would too just never happen. It wouldn't happen, yeah. Nah, I'd rather drink a beer and just kind of like, you know, survive my feet with the whatever. But yeah, it's a Catherine stock in the Dickens pub, and it's a really cool venue. Looking forward to it. It's, well, if you boys have been ill, then I guess the industry must have a fa- its fair share of illness as well going on at the moment. I don't know where we're at with COVID. Is it a big blip? Uh, we've got a ski group, seven of us in total, and four people had it in the last week all separately of one another did you have a pre-ski meeting then we all caught the, d- the no it's just just by chance i think just i don't know why right we've only got one diddy little can of beer that belongs to ben and he likes it it's his adam southwold earl grey lager he so, did like it yeah exactly we're going to crack that so ben 
he never listens if he's not on it, does he? He won't. He'll never know. He'll never get that compliment you gave him, Webby. Little bit each, and then the last one drinks out the can. That can oh, be Webby. Joe, that's quite a lot. Are you um, to be able to drink this, boys, or not? Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> don't know that's going to affect my driving in any shape. Look at that. There's only a little bit. Cause it's barely a, a finger's deep. depth in there. All right. All right. You, you haven't drunk any beer this week, have you? What do we think of this Earl Grey Lager? It's good. It's a lot better than the bloody tea. No, it's all right, actually. They actually sell these in pubs, so it doesn't taste too Earl Grey. That's right. Although Webby likes Earl Grey. I don't mind Earl Grey tea. It's all right. We might have to do a you vote. You are so metro. Yeah, I think we'll it's have to ridiculous. do a vote. Webby Earl loves Grey. loose tea. Earl Grey is close enough to bog water. Yeah, it's true. just... Oh, I had this back. I had some Heineken, and then I had some, I can't remember what it was, some sort of Polish beer that was pretty rubbish, absolutely, to be completely fair to it. So the science, <coughs> you know, the big head and all that sort of stuff. You know, Dutch beers, they do serve a massive head, don't they? Yeah. Do you know what? The du- they're pretty cool, the Dutch. I mean, we, are, we know Jeffrey Kuypers, don't we, yeah. our, our friend? Yeah. But they're cool. They just are. They're just so sort of like, you know, yeah, to go over there and have the sex. Or, you know, let's have, let's have some smoke and drink some beer. Hmm. So I go to work tomorrow, maybe. And it's like, great. I just, they're so, such dudes. And they're forceful with it. There's no give way on anything. Tessa decided to make some point to a waitress, which was one of those sort of, you know, girly point things. Okay. It was all about the size of the pot for the muscle shells. So, oh, what's the big enough? Mm, I'm not sending to Tessa, but Karen. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Josh. Wow, Josh. <laughs> anyway, brave. Oh. Yeah. I, I th- I'm pretty sure that's going to get back, Josh, because is it one of Tessa's <laughs> girls? That. <laughs> anyway, not that that should worry Josh in any way. Yeah. And she said, oh, I just need this tin lid to put the, the, the shells in. No, I don't think so. I think you need the other part as well, because there's lots of drunk in there. So, No, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure they'll all fit in there. No, everybody says the same thing, and then we end up having to have two pots. Anyway, this, the battle of the pots went on, and I kind of like, I just, you know, I said, why don't you put that pot in there? When that's full, you can move it out and put them in the other one, which is kind of a defeat for Tess. So I got the old yeah. look, and, uh, you know, the hot weight was kind of, yeah, okay. <laughs> working later. Anyway, so I, <laughs> anyway, cut long story short. Tessa won by not eating enough muscles. Oh, she won? Yeah, she didn't eat enough muscles. A deliberate act. I don't know, she said she was full. Yeah. You know, analyse that one, everybody. Okay. <laughs> You're pulling knowledgeable faces, all scared, but here I am in trouble. And Josh, too. Anyway, just thought I'd mention that one. Right, okay, with that, anything else we want to talk about? We've got Bors tomorrow. It's kind of like coming up towards Christmas, and if only it got a little quieter, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, we have got probably a busy week next week, and then it, I'm sure it'll taper off quite quickly beyond that. We've got to go through the rest yeah. of the, we've got a, uh, the review of the audit that was done last week. Mm-hmm. The reason it took so long was she had to count so much money. It's incredible. Do I sound like, <laughs> do I sound like Donald Trump now? <laughs> big news next week. And yeah, so we've got the audits follow up. We've yeah. got a couple of other things which we won't say on here. It's a big secret that we'll come out with. <laughs> Other than that, the only thing we've got to look forward to is obviously heading into December. It's going to be, I guess, Christmas party time, isn't it? Yeah, got well, it that's booked. exciting. I did hear that Junkyard wasn't open during the day. Uh-oh. Is that true? Is it? 
No comment. Oh no. <laughs> no I've, uh, I've pulled a few strings, it's fine. Should, you know, cannot, no, you can always have a pub crawl, it's fine. Well, this is the point, right? A couple of my friends run this event in <laughs> Norwich, where it's a, just a constant standing thing called Junkyard Market, where you get a lot of street vendors and you all have stuff on the lap and it comes around. Anyway, they were telling me it's open all week, because it is open all week technically, but it's just not open all week during the day. So it opens yeah. at five, but yeah. we can get there at half four. So yeah, we can go for a couple of beers before. By the time I've, we leave I've anyway, it's going to be, it's like herding cats. Idea. What we could do. Yeah, there's not going to be probably with some people who are expecting lunch, is it? No. Well, it's, no. Well, it depends no. what time, you know, it's like no, a no, Spanish no, no. lunch. No, my idea works, right? So this does evolve around lunch. What we could do is we could start a pub crawl and then go and get something on the market, like a stand-up hot dog type thing. <laughs> no, Between yeah. pubs. Honestly, it'll be good. Once we're there, it'll be fine. <laughs> but realistically, even it, by the time you leave at, say, three o'clock which is probably realistic. You're buggering around for an hour and then it's four o'clock and then it's, you know, you've only got an hour and not even that half an hour until it opens. So you've only got really a pint or so before you get there anyway. Unless you want to get there mm. like properly lunchtime, but that would mean we'd have to miss a whole day and we don't do that here. Last time we, <laughs> last time we did a lot of drinking before we ate, it failed abysmally. Not it was brilliant. It was one of the best half no, stews we've ever had. To, to time, yeah. All I'll say is that it's funny that you come up with really good imaginative things when we talk about a pub call and where to eat. <laughs> when it comes to trading ideas, you sit there with a like, blank expression on your face. So it's like, you know, it's like use that little module of, of whether your brain thinks into trading and we'll be like... Hey. <laughs> okay, that is going to take some sorting out with the girls. Isn't I'm already, I'm already, don't worry, I'm coming up with a plan. I'm on it. That's handy. They're doing grand Christmas party. The the only other thing I have heard, apparently, it is near and impossible to book any Christmas tables at the moment. Yeah, right. Look, I just all I hear is problems. I don't hear any solutions. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you know, generally, my attitude of just winging it seems to work out most of the time. So I think we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With that, we'll let you know how the boss went. I've got the price of the market report to do, which I'll record straight after this, and it'll be a day out of date prediction for the price of wheat in one week's time. Joe, it's going to be down. Okay. How much? Fiver. Ian, I'm going to swim uphill, and I think it's going to be up a fiver. <laughs> Just from bottom pickers in the short term. Josh, I think it'll be down two fifty. Okay. Down two quid, 52 is just traded here. I reckon 55 to 57 is my number. I think it will go down below 250. And then I think it will go down about 245, something like that. And then bounce. And on new crop, I think it will go down to the close on that is 230. Uh, 38, 39, something like that. Six was trading a while ago, 237. This is, I think that might go down close to 230, but won't go any lower. (coughs) So we can just see how hideously wrong we are on that one in a week's time. Anyway, thanks guys for coming in and thanks for drinking Ben's beer. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.